welcome to the Diabolical Film Show, a podcast about old films, new films, and the people who make them. My name is Ash, and with me, I have my old mate, Richie. Hi, Ash. Hi, Richie. The first How are one, you? mate. I'm all right. <laughs> it's our first show, mate. I know. What, what's it all about? What's that all about? Well, actually, what it's all about is we're going to be talking about the film Prey, as you well know, and as people know, because they've probably read the title of the podcast. We're going to be talking about Prey and... And, well, also some of the other Predator films, well, actually all the Predator films in the franchise as well. So, Prey, for those of you who don't know, um, directed by Dan Trackenberg, uh, written by Patrick Eisen, Eisen, and story by Patrick Eisen and Dan Trackenberg as well, and stars Amber Midhunter as Naru and Dakota Beavers as her brother, Tabe. Tarb, Tabe. We're going on with Tabe. So, Richie, mate, what do you think of Prey? I think they've done an absolute sterling job. I was very, 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 very pleasantly surprised. After all the shit that, <laughs> of the Predator sequels that I have know. come since Predator, it's about time whoa, we got a good let's one. rewind that one, mate. Just woo, 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 woo. Since Predator 2... So we'll come, well, well, let's, you know, let, we'll let's come on talk to that facts, later. But, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's talk, talk about facts. Prey first. <laughs> so, Prey, directed by Dan Trackenberg. Dan Trackenberg, well... We know him. I'm, well, I know him mainly from Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm. But see, I've I've got a confession. I've not seen Ten Cloverfield Lane. I'll have a word with yourself, mate. It's actually yeah, pretty good. People kind of weren't happy with the ending, but I actually thought it was, I I liked it. And yeah, it's I a taut little it. thriller. Taut little thriller. Really enjoyed it. Um, he has done some episodes of The Boys as well, and some Black Mirror. Doesn't make him a bad person, though. Doesn't in the slightest. No. Um, and I think he's done a good job with this. I think it's well directed. Exactly. It is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Love it. Top to bottom. Yeah, the, I think the direction is it's nicely paced all the way through. They kept the story simple. They didn't go too crazy. But the, what they did do is they built in quite quite a lot of the... Because it's set in the Comanche. We haven't talked about where it's set. It's set in the 1800s somewhere. Late 1700s, early 1800s. Mm, it's almost harking back to the first one. And this is in Prey. It's a very simple setup. You are where you are. There's no airs or graces, and it, it puts you straight into the scene. We are on the plains, the the American plains. Yeah, see, I love, right? I love the way that they integrated the Comanche way of life into the film. Now, where other films might, you know, just add things in for token gestures and claim that they're being sympathetic, I actually thought that it was great how the Comanche life was actually woven into the story, and actually. I, was integral as well till the ending of the film. I just thought that was pretty mm. like spot on, really. And also, if you do watch it with the Comanche subtitles, you get to hear little snippets that, when you watch it normally, you don't get. If you see what I mean. No, go on, explain it. Explain <laughs> yourself, Richie, because I don't see what you mean. Well, when our heroine she's out there with her with her dog, and she comes across a deer. And the deer bolts off, and she says to her dog, in the Indian language, but in Comanche. the in Comanche, you see it, you see that you see what she's telling the dog. Oh right, okay, okay. And then when there's a fight scene towards the end, and her, her brother is fighting the predator, the predator disappears halfway through the fight, and the brother yells, "Cheater!" You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. "You cheater!" You. So little things it adds, and there's more. I don't want to spoil everything, but there's more. <laughs> it, this it, is a spoilerific it, podcast, but yeah, yeah we're not. We're but not there's spoil more. It I mean, too much. But. I know a lot of people haven't done. They've not watched. 
the Comanche edit. No, neither neither have I. I but they should. Because it just adds that little extra to it. An extra bit. That extra yeah. cherry on the top With a of frosting. what is quite a fucking good trifle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not, not a glacé cherry either. It's a proper cherry. Um, <laughs> so Derek's just done a good job. Story. Yeah, I like the story. Like I say. Mm. They seem to have kept it true to the time. Well, you know, aliens coming to Earth. Okay. But, you know, kept it true to the time in respect to the Comanche people. Um, script? What, what do you think about the script? Yeah, it, it's almost like they were they were back in the day, but using 21st century lingo. Yeah, yeah it, it, and it, I think that's where the the actors fall. Well, what I think... I don't want to say this, because I think Amber Mid-Thunder, Mid-Thunder was, was very, very good in the role. I think, I'm not knocking, not knocking her performance at all. I thought she was very strong, very feisty. Um, and she carried the role really well, mm. but there was a couple of times where, and I, I'm not saying it's her fault, but then the no. ac- because the accent slipped slightly as well, because it is a more modern phraseology, and it only a couple of times it, it slipped. It's enough to take you out the film, though. No, and not at all. It's not. It's no. not going to no, no. take you out, is it? It's it, it's it's a minor minor thing. I mean, she's like as a character, Nauru. She it harkens back to. You Sigourney Weaver and Linda Hamilton, you know, where they start off, yeah, they're female. There's well something spotted, there. That, well, you're good, you are, aren't you? I am, aren't well I? Well spotted. I am, I am. <laughs> they are female. There's something there, and as the film progresses, you see the, the potential getting, you know, they can handle themselves, and it, it increases more and more. As the threat level goes up, they step up. They meet, yeah. they meet it, and it and it increases, increases, and they get more hands on, hands on, hands on. And she and she wants to be recognised, doesn't she? I mean, they do ask her, "Why do you want to hunt?" You know, and yeah. her response is, "Because you all say I can't." And I think you know, and people, uh, I know there's been some criticism. We'll come on to that later on, but there's some criticism being thrown at the film about it's a feminist feminist bandwagon, but it is. It's, I don't think it is. Personally, I don't think it is. No. Because I, 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 I can't categorically say this, but I know that in some tribe, um, the women were also the, the warriors as well as the men. Now, I can't say it's the same in the Comanches. I really can't. But it doesn't mean that the, like, you can't have a female protagonist no. at all. And, and you know, within the frame of the film, her brother, he is the, you know, like the atypical... Hunter male, he's he goes out. He's a strong one. He kills everything. He's he's looked upon as the alpha male. He's the leader. Whereas Nauru, what what she brings is she's thinking. She's yeah. She she's not as brawn because she she just isn't. But she thinks, and that's what wins the day. He doesn't think. He's yeah, all she's... brawn. She's got the smarts. She's definitely exactly. got the smarts. And that, that's shown a number of times throughout the film, yes. which, which sets up the finale really, really well. And that's key to, I think, what negates a lot of the hate that has come, come into this film as well. What did you think of Amber and Dakota specifically? Because they're the kind of key, the two key characters, really, aren't they? There is a lot of others. There's a lot of other people in it. But... Together, they, they just bounce off each other. And the chemistry that they had, it, it just... You believe that they are brother and sister. Hunt, I was, you've just stole, you stole it, what I was going to say. I was going to say the same uh, thing. I'm, and I'm, you know, I've not looked at, I, honestly, I ain't looked at, uh, at your notes. It, it's, I haven't got them in my notes, but I was going to, I was going to say that. Yeah, you do believe, you do believe that they're brother and sister. Yeah. And 100%. And, you know, 
they, they have the little jibes at each other and, and and you know you can see that that they care about each other and he cares about her and and even when even when she doesn't perform that well on on one of the hunts with, throughout the film um it, when when he comes back cuz he he does but he uses her plan even though she failed yeah he uses her plan it does work he has a bit of a he, he's sympathetic to her but then basically says well i finished what you I started i did it yeah i did it you didn't yeah. simple as that so then you know you Again, see that he's it, up here and it she's, sets the you know she's got the smarts you know foreshadowing what goes on in the future she's there but she's just not able to at that point in time to follow it through you know so let's let's talk about the protagonist let's talk about the predator what do you think about the predator well the predator is introduced early on into the film isn't he and you, you see the spaceships coming well, through. So yeah you see the spaceships coming through the clouds yeah. and, and i was like oh god don't don't please don't don't just do don't do what others have done where they just introduce from really everything dead early on and you know all oh, the predators knocking around oh he's knocking people off already oh he just turns into a fucking slasher film but he didn't um so that's all bullshit <laughs> so clearly um they, they kind of yeah you see him briefly but he's he, they keep him within the armor they keep him with keep him hidden within his um his reflective armor and the predator itself when you do see it damn Damn, I think it looks good. Looks really good. And the first and time you see it properly, I kind of is where where the bear has gone after Nauru, after Amber, and um it's about to rip well, rip her into pieces essentially. And then he just gets rip you see this in the trailer, yeah. not spoil anything. He 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 picks it up, fucking guts it, and he gets covered in the blood of the bear, holding it above his head. And that's when you first see the armor in all kind of in um, red in this case ready glory uh, <laughs> and it looked fucking amazing it looked awesome yeah it yeah. looked awesome and then when you finally see it and you're like oh it, it's a bit of a ah you don't look like the predators that we've seen in the past oh. no different design different design yeah. i know they've what they called it something didn't they a feral. feral yeah the feral predator you see, uh, you, you look at planet Earth. You look at you take people from all around the Earth. We all look different, so there's no reason why all the predators have to look the same. Exactly. You know? They can all they can all look different. I just didn't get the hate that came about the design of no. a fictional character. <laughs> because fucking sad keyboard warrior fanboys want everything to stay the same. It has to be the same. Yeah, stick those no bollocks. If everything was the same, it'd be boring. You know, This isn't boring. This is a very, very good film and a very, very good design and good special effects as well. The The mask is um, radio controlled. I'm very aware of that, but it looks, it looks amazing. They've not detracted too far away from the Predator look. But they've given it a, enough of a different look. Exactly. And it's set. It's set. It's meant to be three hundred years and four hundred years, whatever it is, in in the past since we last saw the predators. So it's like you know. The, and they've they dressed it up. Is it? Is this the first time this this species has come to Earth? No, Who's I to don't say? Think so. Because you know they're a different race of predator. This could be their first time. Yeah. Not necessarily. The Predators as a whole, first time on planet Earth. Yeah. So it sort of like leaves it open for a, 
a sequel, prequel, hint, hint, get it done. <laughs> and um, Online fanboys are wanting it to be set in, and girls, fan people, we need a better word than that. I'd, I'm not fucking woke and all, I'd, but, you know, I'm very aware that every, everything's fanboys, all the boys, all the boys want to see. Um, well, there's but, Z, though, and that makes it better. Fanboys. Um, people on... <laughs> The people, the voices, the voices online. The voices, the voices online want to want to see feudal Japan. Mm. I wouldn't wouldn't say no to that. I would I wouldn't want a similar sort of story though. I wouldn't want a single warrior, maybe a group well, of warriors, go up against it. That's something it, on those it, lines. Now you got to change it up. You can't keep coming out with the same stuff now. This story's been done, and you could even say it's been done twice. You, you know, with the first one. I thought you were going to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's kind of it's not the same as the first one though. It it's a simple story, which is like the which is what which the first is the one first was one. Well. But know. that was a group of people attack. Yeah, a group of people attacking where the, and then then outthinking the predator essentially, which is essentially what happens in this one as well. The the, the effects and what do you, what do you think what do you think of the effects? What what do you, what do you, what do you think of the special effects then? Let's but the talk effects, about special effects first. They're just brilliant. I mean, I've not we've seen we've seen the predator before. And in the in the first one, it's in the jungle. In the second one, it's in the city. But this one, you actually believe it. It it's moving and it's doing predator, predatory stuff, and it's yeah. doing it. It you believe it because you're seeing it. I think they couldn't do it previously. They didn't have the tech. Yeah, when it's leaping from tree to tree, I mean these aren't special effects; these are visual effects, so VFX. But um, so this is computer graphics. When it's leaping from tree to tree, it shows how nimble the predator actually yeah. is. I mean, it's meant to be a hunter, so it has to be nimble, and especially to evade machine gun fire and stuff like that. Um, and, and when it's running through the grass, again, it's probably a visual. I'm guessing it's a visual effect that I'm not, I'm not done actually in, in person. But um, you see how quick it is when it's actually on and it, full it, pelt. It's and moving. It's, yeah, and you, you know, see how nimble one, it is. Yeah, you don't really. You don't get the sense that it is. You get the sense it's impressive because mm. Kevin Peter Hall, big guy, but <laughs> moving, no. But this one, it can move. Yeah. He's, all, he's everywhere all at once, and it just it gives it way more chops, way more. You know, this is. It's almost sad that we've had to go through the films, the Predator films, to get to this one. <laughs> You know, we could have done with this thirty odd years ago. It'd been yeah. awesome, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of happy that we are where we are now, and it's like, yeah, I'm liking this. Have yeah, some more, and, please. And, and long long may it continue as well. Yeah, because um, it looked that I mean, visual effects, special effects aside, the whole film looked amazing from the opening shots. It was different. It looked different, and the cinematographer Jeff Cutter, what mate, what an what an amazing job. He set the scene straight away. I mean, now Jeff, he has worked with um, Dan Trackenberg before on Ten Cloverfield Lane, so he clearly knows how good how good he is. And that is a completely different looking film. Yeah. So he he knows how good he is, and he's kept him with him. I mean, he's 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 done good. I mean, he started out in in um, music videos. Would you believe? Don't we all? You know, and gone yeah to your your Ten Cloverfield Lane, and here he is now. Throwing a predator around trees and doing a damn fine job of it as well. Well, he's Make, shooting the trees, making the, it look for, good for the VFX guys and girls. I need to stop saying that. Um, put <laughs> put in to put put to put the effects in. Um, yeah, the, the whole the whole thing looked amazing. I mean, 
big open shot. It looks cinematic. Where some of the others are just, they look a bit by the numbers. They look like well, yeah. one another, don't they? This yeah. one looked like a proper cinematic film. And I think that really set the scene from the off. And I was really, really impressed with that. Well, you just said the word cinematic. It's, it is a crime that this was not shown in the cinema. An yep, absolute Disney. travesty. Because you can find this on Disney Plus. That's where it is. Because um, they, they own Fox. Um, it's a travesty. It's a travesty they didn't go in. And I, I don't think they realised what they had. Now mm. they probably will. And I think the next one will probably hit the cinema. But um, yeah. yeah, they maybe should have watched it beforehand and then judged it for themselves. <laughs> um, but something else which I thought was very good, actually, in this was the editing. I thought the editing was was very, very good. Um, film was edited by um, Claudia Castello and Angela M. Catanazzo. Oh, please, if I got that wrong, I'm really sorry, Angela. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like she's going to be listening. <laughs> like she's going to be listening to this. You never know. One, I'm, I'm going to pull out one specific scene in this as well. I'm going to pull out one specific scene, which I, I thought... It kind of summed it all up because I thought it was very well edited overall. I thought the pacing was really good, and that's probably down, down to Dan as well. But obviously, the final direction comes in the edit. Let's be honest. Yeah, as we know. But there's a scene where Naru, where Amber Mid Thunder goes back for the dog. There's a dog in it, by the way. Always love a film with a dog. She goes back to get the dog, and she's in a camp, and she gets attacked by a number of different people all at the same time. Um, and I think there's about four, four or five different uh, of these French hunters, essentially. That's what they're trappers. Buffalo hunters. Trappers, aren't they? Yeah. And they, they attack her all at the same time. But, 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 what, what they did do in this, they kept it as one shot. Now, it was designed as one shot, and it looks like one shot. I'm not 100% sure. I think there's a bit of little, there's a bit of VFX trickery in there. I might be wrong. So, Amber, Nehru, if you did all of that in one go, in what memorized no. all those moves, I am very impressed, <laughs> and that is fucking awesome. All right, and and good skills to the film editors um, Claudio and Angela that they kept it as one shot as well, and made it because it made it more dynamic, it made it more kinetic and more energetic and more engaging. It reminded me of a of a Tom Cruise film called The Last Samurai, and in The Last Samurai, mm. there's a bit in The Last Samurai where Tom Cruise is a bit in the middle where he's walking through a village. And he gets attacked by five or six um, samurai, by some, guys, with, guys with swords. And in that, it's like, cut, 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 fight, 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 fight. It's like, look, and it's a cracking sequence, and it's cut really well. But when you go back, and if you watch the special features, the extras, that scene, he remembered all of those moves. Now, it is Tom Cruise. We know Tom Cruise is like... It's what he, he does. does. Tom Cruise what he does. is Tom Cruise. Yeah, he does his own stunts and all of that sort of business. But the guy did 15 or 16 hits, bang, 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 and he got attacked. It wasn't like in you know some of these other films where they get attacked in like one by they all come in one at one. They're waiting for the other one to finish their attack. No, not this guy. They attack all at once, and he's like bang, bang, bang with his sword, and it looks so more impressive on the wide shot as a one take mm. than it did cut, cut, cut. But watching it as a one take was more impressive. And you got to give more props to and the that top. Takes, that takes stones to do that because someone else would probably have gone, right, we want a wide and then we want close-ups yeah. as well for safety. We'll, we'll have two cameras, three cameras, whatever. We'll have, but to have the one camera going just, and just one. And stay on that. So, mm. And that kind of brings us, well, to the other bit that I really like about it and that is the music. Oh, 
Love the music. Sarah Sh- Shaka. Sorry, apologies. Shackner. Shackner. Don't, don't get it confused with the wigged one. The wigged one. Not Toupé. that Shackner. Different Shackner. That's got a T. Sarah Shackner. Yeah, yeah, she's the music. Really, really like the music. I've listened to the soundtrack since. She has done. She has done quite a bit before as well. Yeah, video games. Um, what I found, what I what I heard was Shades of Last of the Mohicans by Randy Idleman and uh, Trevor Jones. Listen to that soundtrack. Your ears will thank you for it. But Sarah's <laughs> done a cracking job with this one. If it sounds like Last of the Mohicans, that's what I get from it. No bad thing. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't get that. But um, I'm not a huge fan of the film. The soundtrack's very good, but the film, yeah. Um, we might come on to that on, on a, in a later podcast. But yeah, the music I thought was very, very good. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed listening to the the, the soundtrack as well mm. um, afterwards. So overall, overall, mate, that that's prey. So we we liked it. We did. We liked it. Yeah. Not everybody did though, did they, mate? I know. Well, they're wrong, and we, we would agree with them. But we'd all, we'd be, all wrong. be wrong. <laughs> now what? Now I can't. Now it was you that told me about this, so I can't believe people have a problem with her as a protagonist. Personally, having watched the film, now is it because she's a woman of a diminutive size? Is it because she's weak? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, right? You you can watch. You can watch. 60-year-old, 70-year-old, 80s action heroes take on half a fucking army and walk away without a scratch and no one bats a fucking eyelid. And yet, right, in this, they all start whinging about it. They all Even lose Ar- their minds. They say, oh, no, she couldn't take on an predator. Even Arnie in the first film had his ass handed to him by the predator yep. and it was down to brains over brawn about yep. outthinking the predator. That's what he and did in that film. that's what she does. She outthinks him. Exactly. And so if it's not down to her size, it must be down to her being a woman. Mm. Now, if that's the case, then quite frankly, it's just a bunch of fucking keyboard warriors being misogynistic fucknuts who can't stand seeing a fucking strong woman in an action film. And that's not some woke bullshit comment. That is just fact as well. Don't Don't watch anything with Sigourney Weaver, pretty much. Don't watch Terminator or Terminator 2. Whatever you do, stay away from that. Mm. Um, don't watch The Abyss, because there's a strong female lead in that as well. Don't do that. Just keep watching your Expendables. You'll be fine. Yeah, you just keep watching your big, muscly men, and if it makes you happy, then we're all good, aren't we? Dan, but, <laughs> however, however, now I remember you telling me about this, talking about the hate online, so I went online and looked. Now, I've seen many good reviews, and I've seen many good comments about Prey as well. Genuine comment. Obviously, there's been the odd comment about, you know, from sexist dicks here or there, but not to the extent that the articles online seem to indicate. So did you see anything? Or was it all with the article? Because, now let me just say this last bit, and then I'll let you answer. Oh, so do you think that these publications have taken a few comments and blown them out of proportion and are essentially just gaslighting because, well, to them, it makes a more interesting story than a Predator film with a strong female star, which everyone actually fucking likes. Good point. Well presented. I think the initial things I saw was the initial knee-jerk reaction, and it, it was a lot of hate. And then as time went on, and more people saw it, the good outweighed the bad. And there was less 
of the hate. I mean, I even saw stuff about the design of the Predator. How, and people hated it. You know, why are you messing around with, you know, with perfection in the first place? What, what are you doing that for? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've already answered this, but let, let's, let's be honest. If you think you can do better, you write a script, raise $100 million, and go make the fucking film yourself. <laughs> no, you can't, can you? So you've got to fucking yeah. accept what's there. And you accept it because it's new. You can't stand something new. Except it's a fucking good film. Let's move on. Yes. Let's talk about Predator. So, yeah, so the Predator started off. It's not a lot. I don't think there's actually a huge amount we can say about Predator that hasn't already been said. Well, um, it's a great film. It's a seminal film. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate. I snuck in. I was underage when I watched this film. I saw it at the cinema. And when you see something and you know you know that you're seeing something that's, you know, it's different. It's it's going to be special. And that's what I felt when I, I first saw that film. Yeah, the, the effects. The effects were done by Stan Winston on that film. Absolutely phenomenal. And have set, it's, it's, it's now a movie icon, really. The Predator movie icon. And, yeah. that, and that holds up, even with all the shit film that followed. Um, I mean, so the fact that it held up that long and it's still out there as, as an iconic movie monster, you can't go wrong with that. Who did, um, who, who's the effects studios that did it on Prey, actually? Who were who, who those? Uh, the Moving Picture Company and The Third Floor. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Moving Picture Company, their visual effects, they've done GoldenEye, X-Men, Godzilla, and your Blade Runner 2049. No slouches there. And no. The Third Floor, they they specialise in previous motion capture, so they did Gravity. Not bad. Again, pretty fucking good. You know? so. uh, Rogue One. Bumblebee and Black Widow, amongst many others. So they're pretty good, then. Yeah, <laughs> all of the good films in all of those different franchises. So let's let's move on. Apart from Blade Runner, Blade Runner, the original's still better. Um, so Predator, <laughs> we I think we all agree that is is well, an iconic film and it yeah. worked really really well. You could make that film now. You could make it tomorrow, Predator, and it would be Who awesome. Would you cast? You, you'd have someone like The Rock or of The Stafe. No. 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 Yeah. You'd have no, the rock. The rock you? you have the rock, yeah. Stafe would be in there somewhere, I'm sure. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the rock would, would, would own that role these days. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. Predator 2. What do you think of Predator 2, Richie? Love it. Love it. Love now, it. I would agree with you, Richie, but then we'd both be wrong. Love it. It's... Predator 2 is shit. No. No. It was See... shit when it came out. Oh. <sighs> God. And it is shit now. No. Dated. No. It was dated when it came out. The thing that dates it is it, it, it's set in a visible time period. It was yeah, made but... in the 80s, which in that part of the 80s, the late, very late 80s, bigger was better. And we all subscribed to that theory. We all done it. Bigger was better. More is better. And that's what that film went. They just dialed it up. Yeah, but they dialed it up to, to shit. Is what they dialed it up to, Richie. Um, I mean, th there is a number of things that is wrong with Predator 2. The shootout at the beginning is just astronomically badly directed. It's just not good in the slightest. What in fact? And who directed this? Stephen Hopkins. Stephen Hopkins directed this. Is it this because film. it is? It's not real. It's not true to life. It's is not this, just. Is that. this what is we're talking about? You know, true to life of 
a gangland shootout with an alien monster. Well, that bit's it's fine. It's not real, mate. It's the fact that some that you get Danny Glover coming in, driving his car not to the not to the edge into the middle of the fucking yeah. battle. He's uh, just knocking his doors off. He's screaming, just and fresh no one kills him as weapon. He, he just left no, Mel he, Gibson back he's there. He's stuck with fucking Mel Gibson. Well, may, maybe not stuck with him too closely at that point. Probably. You know, it was awful. He comes screaming in, knocking his door off, jumping out the car. Time to get in the fucking boot. Get out all his other shit from the boot. Nobody fucking scr- not a scratch on him and kills absolutely everybody on the floor. And all the other people around them couldn't do that. Okay, absolutely bollocks. Yeah, because he's the other Danny thing Glover. Me, the other thing that annoyed me, why did they have to have big, monstrous laser sights the size of cereal boxes on their gun? Rubbish! It's... <laughs> no, because no. it's the 80s, mate, and that's... Okay. Bigger was better. That's, the dialogue, what it, that's what it is. The dialogue, really, the dialogue is, yeah. some, is awful. Let's dance. Come on, on the train. Let's dance. Shouty fucking black police captain. I must admit, when I, I went to London Comic Con, and Bill Paxton, God bless the man, he was there, and he was signing stuff, and I gave him my LP of Predator 2 to sign. And behind him was a sign. Bill Paxton, Titanic, Aliens, all these other big films that he's done. And he looked at my Predator 2 LP, and he went... Oh, Predator 2, yeah. I went, yes, mate, you were in it. <laughs> wasn't his proudest moment, I've got to admit. It wasn't his best acting performance, let's be honest, I in that film. I dare say it that was, awful. was probably the only Predator 2 thing he signed that day. Yes, there's a reason for that. was from me. I mean, so the, one thing, the one thing that carried over from Predator to Predator 2 was the soundtrack was done by Alan Silvestri. And we all love a bit of Alan, don't we? We do. Because we let's do. be honest, the, the soundtracks of the first two films were absolutely amazing. You know, I, I'm not going to rag on the VFX because, you know, it, it was the 80s. But I am going to mention another film, right? I'm, I am going to put it alongside another action film of the, of the time. In Tango fact, and Cash. Shut up. It's not fucking Tango, <laughs> Tango. In fact, Tango and Cash is fucking better than this. But anyway... No, it's not even of the time. It was four years earlier. The film Aliens, right? We've just talked about it. Aliens came out came out four years before Predator 2. And it is head and shoulders above Predator 2. The action sequences, the dialogue, the yeah. the direct I'm clear the direction is James Cameron, but it's he's like one of the best out there at the moment. But is you know, it was head and shoulders above it. Yeah. And it stands up. The thing is, it stands up today, where Predator 2 didn't stand up even at the time. Yeah. And another thing, another thing, right? Now, I only caught this on the second viewing of Predator 2. They ripped off Aliens. They ripped off an entire scene from yes. Aliens. Not just a homage, but <laughs> shot for shot, an actor's moving blocking in exactly the same way. So the bit at the end, or towards the end of Predator 2... When they're in the control bunker, when they're in the command command center, and they're watching the, the dots on the screen as as the squad goes in to try and get the predator in in the abandoned warehouse, um, the guy, the command console uh, soldier leans in as Gorman leans in to the a- in the APC, and when he's with there with Sigourney Weaver, the the watching the blips on the screen, they've got the heart rate, they've got all the same stuff, the dialogue's pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even to the point where Danny Glover rips the mic off 
um, the console guy and screams in, get out of there, you've got to get out of there, exactly the same as Sigourney Weaver. So it's not even a homage, it's just ripped off, and I just thought that, well, you know, come on, come on. It's a flawed sequel, but it's a sequel what, what we've got. It's the first sequel that we've got. They could have and, fucking kept it, mate. I'd, you have know, rather, I'd have rather moved on. And let's move on. The next, <laughs> the next two films were Alien vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Now, I've watched these mm. recently, and it's like what you said in, in a, um, Predator 2, actually. In Alien vs. Predator, they just ramped everything up. Everything was bigger. So where, where the, where the uh, Predator had the spikes on his arm that came out, the knives on his arm that came out, in, in, Aliens, in AVP, they came out, and then they came out again. So they were just bigger. And he's just like, oh, God. And the dialogue, again, the, the script is not great in that. It's not brilliant. I don't even remember the soundtrack, if I'm completely honest. No. Now, people like that one. A lot of people like that one over Requiem. Now, I, I'm going to disagree yeah. here. I thought Requiem was a better film. It's disjointed. It's too dark. And the Predalien is shite. But apart from that, it wasn't bad. It's, it's, and it's too got... dark and too dark. <laughs> and it's, it was very dark, yeah. Well, they darkened it in post. Um, but the thing is, there are more memorable scenes mm. in Requiem yeah. than there are in AVP. That scene in the hospital, hospital where the pits. alien goes in and that impregnates. Is so, so grim impregnates the pregnant women and then they burst out later on it's like that is that's pretty fucking grim yeah that that's is grim <laughs> that is fucking bad and then the predator yeah. in that film as well I, I like the predator in that film where he's, he's disposing of the evidence he's going around disposing of yeah. the evidence. i thought that was good I, I, I like that as well uh again some of the scripts are a bit flaky in parts um yeah and but again though it's set in the set in the past when when did that one vp Requiem. When was that? That was two thousand seven. Hasn't dated that much, really. When when I rewatched it not long ago. The good thing about that one as well is the music. Again, the music in that one was very very good. Really enjoyed the music in that one. It had hints from the other film. It didn't put. It wasn't mm. a complete copy, but it just brought them in ever so slightly. And then, but the the actual soundtrack is is very it's very very good. Um, the music on that one was um, by Brian Taylor Tyler who has done quite a bit, actually. I think he went on to do... Did he um, do 300? Did he do 300? I'm just having a look. But he did Iron Man 3. He did Age of Ultron, Avengers. Um, has he done 300? I'm not sure. I don't think so. No. I can't see it. No, this is not making good podcast material, me scrolling through IMDb. But um, <laughs> So let's move on. So I prefer... I, apart, I, overall, I, I think it's a ballsier movie. I think it's got more guts to it, literally. And and he tried to do stuff that was different, where AVP was just a bit boring. It was a bit by the numbers. Yeah. Um, and speaking of by the numbers, Predators. <laughs> you can't see this, listeners, but I'm shaking my head here. Just no, 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 no. Adrian yeah. Brody, lo- love him in everything he's ever done. Just not in this. He was miscast in yes. the majorest way. It was maybe wanted this to be your kind of big action movie, but no, Adrian, mate, you're a better actor than this. Yeah, the script was shocking. This is possibly the worst script out of all of them, apart from Predator Two. 
Um, in fact, it's, I'd say it's on par with Predator 2. It is you that need bad to go to take your head for a wobble, lad. <laughs> it was this, this film was bad. And I went to the pictures to watch this, and it was it was bad then. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. I actually apologized to my wife for forcing her to sit through it. Yeah, know? yeah, it's not good, it's not good at all. It was what I what I got from that was again it, the music it was heavy on the original themes as though it was reminding you that we're a predator film we're a predator film here's the music look and see the the actual idea the actual idea behind the film it was is not bad but it just didn't do it very well that's the problem it's not the worst out of them i'd actually probably prefer to watch predators than alien versus predator because I think Avian vs. Mm. is just a bit dull. At least this did some stuff. But the dialogue in this is just so bad. There was two bits I liked in it. was the... When it set up a trap with... It's a trap! With one of the the humans. And he's... Help me. The help me. And he's yeah. like, nope. Stay away. It's a trap. And it was a trap. But it was done... You're know, like, oh, ooh, that's sneaky. Actually yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah, I like dead that. bodies now, as oh, and uh, the other one was the um, the predator's drone, the camouflage drone that it sends out flying around. Yeah, you I was, know, I was, I was like, oh, a bit well, Not really seen that one before, sort of thing, you know, and very nice. And Lawrence Fishburne, I don't know what he was doing in this film. Money, money, money. Yeah. Give me money. Because he was <laughs> another one at, wasted. Yeah. Wasted. It was, but it wasn't just him, was it? Let's be honest. He's got Danny Trejo in there, Walter Goggins in yeah. there. It's, it's a bunch of people. And you just think, come oh, it could be better. It could mm. be better. And then, apparently, what? It couldn't be better, because then you got The Predator. Oh. I got, I, right, now I've rewatched all of these, apart from that one, because, quite frankly, I didn't want to put myself through that again. <laughs> it was. It, it is the worst of all of them. Now, the thing with this film, right, this, 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 I don't get this because it's directed by Shane Black. It's written by Shane Black. Yeah. And, and you know, Shane Black was in the first film. He was in the first film. Yeah. He played, oh, what was his name? Hawkins in the Hawkins, first film. Hawkins, yeah. So, yeah, Shane Black. And if you don't know who Shane Black is, he's on The Nice Guys, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, you know, Lethal Weapon. This he guy can write dialogue. Lethal Weapon, he's, he's a very good writer. Apart from in this film, now there are bits of it where where you know you get the bounce the bouncing the bouncing off at each other and it worked it worked really well but it's just oh mate I I, I can't bring myself no. to say anything go on what what did you think of it terrible terrible scientists not behaving like scientists Prometheus excuse me cliche bad guys <laughs> um, you've got kids involved in science fiction horror no. No, no, no. As soon as you put kids in a film, it dumbs it right down. With the exception of Aliens, I've never really seen a film done where you bring kids in and all of a sudden, it's a 12. Mm. You know, this is a predator. It's an 18. There's supposed to be blood and snot everywhere. The swearing, it's, it's balls to the wall. And this just wasn't. You've got kids running around in Halloween costumes, for God's sake. What's what? No, it's not. It's not a Steven Spielberg film. 
No, no, it isn't. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Gee, just no. It, some of the effects were good, you know? No, yeah, no, the effects were good, yeah. The effects yeah. were good. And the, but it should be. It's, it's the too Hunter hard. Predator. 2018. The big yeah, one. The, the Hunter Predator. That, oh, man. When he, he drags the other one through the window. Mm. Bloody hell, you're like, what? And, and that's like dialed all the way up to 11, that is. You're like, whoa. And then, no. It brings in the kid in again. It, you're like, no. You know, having the child as... So what I'm, get, what I'm guessing from this oh, is it's no, Richie. Is no. It? Your hatred for <laughs> Predator 2 is mine in The Predator. And again, I went to the pictures to watch this. I gave good money, in good faith, hoping yeah, for I a good well. Predator film. Well, because you see the name Shane Black. Exactly. And you think it's going to be shit up. You think quality. And then... No, you, you get <laughs> apparently no no quality. You know, like, I do oh, know. <laughs> God, so so that kind of that's the last of the predators that kind of leads us back into prey. Technically, um, well, not technically, it does. It's the last film. So, are we saying are we saying predators the best? Of course, of course. It set the uh, it's it set the tone, set the scene, set the genre, set the character of the predator, which. All the others are pretty much stuck with. Only goes after you if you're a threat. That kind of shenanigans. It invented the mythos. Yeah, spot yeah. on. And it even even had the flintlock pistol, which which arrives later on in Predator Two, bringing it all back round full circle. It's all yeah, all all very good. All the little nods, all the little nods in there. It, 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 I did, I, I didn't mention it. Earlier. I forgot, I forgot to mention it earlier. But it did, this, it did have a crack cracking quote in a in the in prey. Which I don't know what made me laugh so much, but it really did. She says, "I'm smarter than a beaver," and <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave it because Predator, because Prey is the second best Predator film, and I think a worthy successor <sighs> to Predator. You know, yeah, closely followed by Predator Two. Take yourself outside, have a word with yourself. No, on on that incorrect no. information. <laughs> We're going to end. <laughs> you know I'm right. Wrong, 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 wrong. Don't wrong, you dare wrong, use wrong, a Dr. Cox wrong song. You're wrong. You're wrong. No. Anyway, so we're going to end it there, and I've got to probably cut all that out. But <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for joining us in our inaugural podcast. I hope you stuck through to the end, and I hope you want to find out what we're going to do in our next podcast. But if you fancy a bit of diabolical film banter with us just talking bollocks, which you clearly have just listened to, yeah. and you'd like to hear some more, then like and subscribe to the podcast. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Also, if you feel the need, if you really do feel a need, to follow us or indeed message us on the interwebs, be careful what you wish for. You can do so via Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for The Diabolical Film Show. So... Back to you, Mr. Ashley. What well, shall right, we I do now? I, are you not going to say goodbye? Oh, <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> and from me till next time, <laughs> tatty bye. What else were you going to fucking say there? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're just fucking milking it. 